Good morning, church. It's great to have you here on Sunday again. And um, we are in week four of our Stories of Hope. And if you haven't caught the last three, I really encourage you to go back and, and watch um, Sandy, Andy and Louisa and Sylvania. We've had some incredible stories um, over the last few weeks. And we've got two more. Uh, and this morning I'm joined with um, Renee and Dylan. And great to have you guys here this morning. Good morning. And... Um, I'm really excited for people to hear your story because it's a bit different. Again, we've had uh, a whole different sort of stories and um, I think people are going to be encouraged by your story. Um, and I want to start by asking you guys a bit about how you met. Now, it's not, not how most people meet. Maybe um, more and more people are meeting like this today, but you guys met on an online dating site. Yeah. Tell us how that happened. Yeah. I waved at him and, and he like sent a message back. <laughs> I was a bit of a cheapskate and didn't have an account. I was just had a free account, so yeah. I couldn't actually send her a uh, real message. Mm. I had to send a generic one. It was either I'm really, <laughs> really interested and would love to uh, meet if um, if I get a uh, account, or I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> it worked for you, the generic pickup lines. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then we shifted over to Facebook and. <laughs> yeah chatted on there for a while. The rest is history. Yeah. Mm. So you guys were obviously not in the same town. You didn't meet in Sale. Um, I know. No, a short six hour trip away. Yeah. Yeah. So I lived in Warrnambool yeah. and yeah, met online. And so you met online, you started a, a friendship and started dating and then obviously got married. Mm. Um, what was important in your decision to get married? Well, yeah. Well, you go. I think we both just shared the same values. Um, the fact that we both had a faith was really, really important. Um, but also we kind of come from similar and very different, but similar backgrounds. Dylan's parents are divorced, so, so are mine. So really, I guess we could share our, share our own experiences and kind of work out uh, maybe what our future would look like together. And so you've mentioned a little bit about your, your background and so Renee, I want to start with you and, and talk a little bit about your upbringing and, and why um, the values, the, the decisions around getting married were the way they were. Um, so tell us a little bit about um, where you grew up, what happened. Yeah, so my parents divorced when I was two and probably by the age of three. Um, we were in um, one particular church. Uh, it wasn't the most healthy church. Um, but I remember it was probably every other um, Sunday in Sunday school, they would ask us, like, are you Christians? You know, you need to have Jesus in your heart. And I just remember um, knowing that I was a sinner, that I wasn't good enough and that um, I would just pray this prayer all the time, in, whether it be in Sunday school or, you know, whether I would be in the shower and remember, oh, I'm a sinner, like, I better pray the prayer because I've probably sinned today. I had no concept of grace. Um, but yeah, just that fear of I've sinned today and every time I sin, I have to um, say that prayer of salvation. Otherwise, if Jesus returns, like that was my biggest fear that Jesus would return and I would have sinned that morning and I would be like kicked out of heaven. Um, so that was, I guess, my introduction to faith. And I guess that wanting to please everyone and do the right thing followed into the rest of my life. So. Um, 
definitely in my family relationships. My dad um, was quite emotionally abusive, um, very manipulative, um, which I didn't realise at the time. I just thought, I'm doing the wrong thing and if I were a better daughter, I wouldn't feel like this because dad wouldn't be angry and, you know, I need to do better. I need to be the perfect daughter and then he won't get angry. So it was a really um, interesting situation. Mum's house was fairly calm, but dad's house was just eggshells and was just um, really hard. So probably um, my faith journey continued um, and I still remember in year six hearing about Grace for the first time and telling my teacher because she gave the wild concept that when she heard the trumpet's call and she knew that Jesus was returning, she would just sing for joy. And I just, I asked her and, you know, it, I don't know why I asked this because it really wasn't the right question to ask. Um, but she, um, I asked her, wouldn't she be scared that she'd sinned that day? And like, she just shared the story of grace with me. And um, everything changed from there and just having that, grace for myself and not wanting, not having to be perfect. Um, it still is, I guess, a struggle. I still, especially growing up in quite an unhealthy church, have that works mindset sometimes, um, but definitely striving just to be as I am and imperfect. And I have totally forgotten the question, but that's just a little bit about my story and what got me, I guess through the first little bit of life. Yeah. So you continue to go to that church and continue to sort of grow in your understanding of grace? Yeah, so um, that church, I guess, one thing that I can commend them on is they taught me the Bible really well. Um, you know, Sunday school, they always taught us a different story that was within the Bible. Um, and like I said, would wrap in that, you know, spiel about accepting Jesus into your life. But um, that's something they did really well. And we stopped going to that church when I was 13 um, I was reading a book in church. It was like a Christian book. I can't even remember the title or the author, but I was reading this book and the pastor stopped mid-sermon and just pointed out to me in front of the whole congregation and just said, like, how dare you be reading um, during my sermon? How dare your mother be sitting next to you, letting you read in my sermon? And just like read us the right act and I was just shocked, like little people pleasing me was just like crying in my seat, was like, I'm, I, I'm sorry. And I don't even remember saying sorry. It was my mum told me later that I was just apologising in my seat. And I remember saying to her that night, I said, I just don't think I can ever trust that pastor again. And I don't think that's how you're supposed to feel with your pastor. You're supposed to be able to go to them and share your heartache. And I don't feel that. So yeah, we went we left that church, um, which was a process, but um, I'm so glad we did because then I definitely um, started to fall more in love with grace and the God that I now know. Yeah. What about for you, Dill? You grew up in a, yeah. a similar sort of environment? Yeah, I grew, grew up as a young, young fellow going to church with my, my parents. Um, and then... Um, like I went to a, a Baptist church in Bensdale and um, went to Sunday school and all that, but don't really have much recollection of like learning any anything during that time sort of thing. I just went to socialise and have friends and what and whatnot. And, and then um, my parents um, separated 
and I continued to go with mum for like a, a little while and then um, sort of ha when it became my choice whether I, I went or not I sort of stopped going until about my mid-teens and I um, was just curious so I started going again and I ended up um, somehow deciding that I was going to get baptised, sort of spur of the moment thing and and I uh, went through that and um, and then after that, probably about 17, 18, I sort of fell away again from the church and just started, you know, doing my own thing. Um, and I was, there was lots of stuff going on in my life. I was, <laughs> I was just, you know, didn't know what I was doing, just cruising along in life and just sort of what I thought was enjoying it, but I was just sort of, you know, just on autopilot. <laughs> and um, I was in and out of, like, bad relationships and I got to the end of a, end of one and I was just like, just at an all-time low and um, really, like, just really struggling, like, what is, what am I doing there? You know, there's got to be more to life than this, you know, dating girls and going out drinking and, you know, just living week to week and not having any purpose in life, so, and that whole time, like, my mum had been, you know, in my ear saying, like, Dylan, you're missing something, you know, you need, you need to, you need to get connected with the church, you need to, you know, you need to um, find your faith, and I had my grandparents, you know, praying for me, and they were great, um, a great uh, encouragement, encouragement in my faith and I come to a point where I was like I made a declaration I said I want to you know recommit my life to God and I got them to come down and we were in my mum's living room and you know made a statement I said you know I want to recommit my life to God and how old were you when this was happening would have been like around 21 yeah 22 and I just said you know I want to start living for you again and <laughs> like and there was a few things I had to work through, and one of them was my parents' separation, and I, <clears throat> and I carried this, I guess, this weight of this separation around for years, and also angry at them, like, <laughs> so mad, and um, not that they did anything wrong by me, but it's just that it hurt them being separated, and my father ended up, he moved away, um, you know, just because he couldn't deal with with it and couldn't deal with decisions he'd made and he, he moved to the other side of the country for five or six years during my, my you know, mid to late teens, which I think is probably a pretty important time to have a father around. And I I really struggled through that. So I was so so mad and had like all this built up anger and um, uneasiness and I just I got I spoke to my dad and I said, you know, like I forgive you for, you know, um, the divorce. I forgive you for, like, not that you did anything wrong, but I forgive you. And I spoke those words to him and to my mum <coughs> and obviously separate occasions. And it was just like, bang, like, just wait, wait, gone. And it's just like, like, felt amazing. Mm. And then um, it wasn't all smooth <laughs> sailing from there. And I, I got plugged into um, Sail Baptist Church here and um, started attending a small group um, the manse with Rowan and Rochelle and uh, just from there just building relationships learning more about you know 
just about the Bible, about who God is and um, about Jesus and forgiveness and um, just basic fundamentals of being a Christian <laughs> and and I was trying to like, apply them to my life and things were changing and stuff. But So after joining a small group, you continued to just grow in your faith and you got to a point where you were sort of strong enough or um, maybe not strong enough is the word, but you're at a point in your faith where you wanted to settle down, if, if that's the right way to say it, <laughs> as they do in the movies, and, and find your sort of life yeah, partner. So that's... Just be boring with life. You just know. be boring with life. <laughs> Don't know if you can say that no, to your no, wife. <laughs> and that's when you guys started meeting online. So yeah. when you guys um, were engaged in and getting married, what were some of the things you were saying to each other in terms of the commitments you were making and the values that you wanted to hold on to going into your marriage? Yeah, so mm. something we probably spoke about at length or that was very important to us like, was... Um, around divorce and separation and stuff and we come to an agreement like it wasn't even like a part of contention it was just like it's we if you ever think you could be divorced like I don't want to I don't want to continue because I just couldn't yeah couldn't do it (laughs) and it's we come in we come to it and we're like yeah like we felt the same way that there's um it's sort of like if we're doing this, it's it's for life, and you know we we felt so strong, and just because what we've been through, and not that not that we've been through horrible things, but it does affect you uh, mentally, and you know it does. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and I think um, it's really weird because I just had a piece as well, like. Um, because I think my mum made the right decision. Like, you know, there are exceptions within the Bible about when it is appropriate to get a divorce. And I, you know, my mum did a really brave thing because, you know, there were people in the church that would not speak to her anymore. And she was really brave in getting a divorce with my dad. But I think growing up, like, or getting to the point where we were kind of dating and seeing where it was going, I could have been really freaked out and I definitely had some moments about like, you know, because I didn't want to go through what my mum went through. Um, I wanted to make sure, you know, Dylan was the right guy, but there was just a piece that I can't explain that, you know, it would all be fine. And I think my personality is probably the kind that would have like checked him at every turn. Like, um, no, 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 you can't do that because you have to be the right person for me. Otherwise we're not, you know, going another step further. But it was just, um, it was it was just a piece. And so you guys got married and then it must have been just perfect once you got oh, yeah. married, going through all that. Peaches, wasn't it? <laughs> we had, yeah, we had a great honeymoon. And then um, I think we got home from our honeymoon and I'm being generous here. I think it was five days, if that, if that. And Dylan just went offshore for three weeks. Um, yeah, so then for I think two, two and a bit years after we got married, Dylan did fly in, fly out work um, for various intervals. Most of the time it was one week at home, one week out. Um, less time at home. <laughs> yeah, and there was no schedule, so it meant that he couldn't 
really come to church. We couldn't make plans or like, you know, organize fun things to do with friends when he would be home because we didn't know when he was going to be home. Um, so that was, that was tough. Yeah. Yeah. There's no routine. I remember um, during those years trying to pin you down for yeah. small groups and ministries and catching up and yeah. it was, Dylan, you're going to be here. I'd and then you'd get the yeah. call the next, the next day you'd be flying out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Everyone would be like, Renee, when are we seeing your husband? And I'm like, I don't know when I'm seeing him, so have fun. Like, <laughs> I can't be there. And then I'd rock up because I'd come home. And yeah. Like, it's just yeah. Like, yeah. But that, that had a real effect on your relationship in the, yeah. in the early years, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, mm. uh, we all, like, I guess we said before it gets too hard, we sort of wanted to find a way out. And... Um, Sort of, it was at the end of 2019, um, there was an opportunity come up just out of, well, not out of nowhere, we'd been praying about it, so, <laughs> out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, opportunity come up with a, with a, uh, an old employer of mine I did my apprenticeship with, and there was a position open to, you know, do a step up, do a different role, and mm-hmm. um, sort of step like step away from the offshore work and sort of have a bit of a change and um yeah and this job literally seemed perfect like there were four things that Dylan was kind of thinking about of you know stepping away from offshore and maybe you know these four things he could kind of step up in his trade and kind of you know learn about these things and within this job opportunity there was like those four things Mm. were opportunities available to him and you know he didn't apply for the job they sought him and I remember um, we both went to kind of do an informal interview to kind of see what it would be like and we were driving away and Dylan like tongue in cheek said okay Renee like if we see like this car driving out of you know (laughs) you know between here and now and then you know if we see this particular car then then it's gone. And I was like, was a bit rude. Yeah. I was like, okay, you know, you haven't applied for this job, you haven't done this, you haven't done this. Yeah. This job has literally fallen into your lap, and you know, you're questioning that it's God. And we prayed about it. We like we seeked so much wise counsel, and it was just the job to take. Yeah. Like every every time we petitioned God, He was so present in being like, "Yep, this is what I want you to take." Yeah. Yeah. And asked yeah, hundreds and hundreds of questions and. Mm. So that job was p- perfect then? You're, yeah. still, you're still there today? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm not. It lasted two months. Yeah. <laughs> Just. Yeah. So, um, yeah, started that, started that job in February this year and ended uh, start of April. Um, mm. Didn't have the best of endings and, and now looking back, even in that short period of time and everything we're going through now, it's like, like, God's just moving in our lives mm. uh, constantly and um, showing, he's definitely showing us and showing myself what, what, what I'm capable of achieving and um, trusting in him, like what, putting your trust and faith in him, um, what can happen. And yeah. mm. like I would have never believed in myself that I would be able to, you know, start my own business. Wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't have had that confidence. Like yeah. I'd be like, oh, no, I can't. I can't do that. That's that's crazy. Like, um. and this is what we were sharing with you earlier, Brad. Is that it was so bizarre because Dylan had never talked about starting his own business, and all of a sudden, about halfway through, you know, that two months, Dylan doesn't even remember this, but um, I was reminding him of it last night. He was 
in like a really dark place and there was just this like dream. And Dylan has so many great qualities about him but he's not usually a dreamer where he like casts things out and goes, you know, maybe this is in the future. Like he's very, he's in the present, which is a great quality but that's not necessarily a quality I've seen from you. And all of a sudden you were just like, Renee, maybe I could start my own business, maybe in like 10 years or something, but maybe that's something I want to do one day. And it was just this dream that came like in the darkest place um, that was kind of cool. And then a month and then a month later, you were doing it. Yeah, yeah. that's right, pretty much. It was like, so that, that time had been very stressful. And then people like asking, as I was starting, like I was doing all my courses and getting all my licenses and insurances and setting up the work vehicle and like people like are you have you got any work oh no i've got no work are you stressed no i'm i'm loving life i'm i'm so happy and yeah. it was just a weird it was a weird a weird sense of like um peace and and, and joy and it's just like and at a time probably shouldn't have been like mm. we're going into covid lockdown you know yeah, that was I'm the first to, lockdown I'm trying to start a business and yeah. and um, like a lot of people aren't, aren't like it happens to be that it's a business mm -hmm. that can still operate and and so and so yeah we were going to first lockdown and I was about to go on four weeks placement unpaid yeah. like it was just it was a time yeah. and yep. there was every reason for stress yeah, yeah. but there was none yeah, yeah. sorry yeah. to interrupt no that was good yeah, mm. I liked it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like it was about a time to start a business as possible and mm. it's just like we really and this wasn't a choice that just we just i just woke up and said i'm going to start a business like i put together a resume um i was searching for jobs i was trying to get back with previous employers like left on good terms and it's just like all these doors were just like shutting there was no jobs everyone was like we're not too sure what you know next couple months hold mm. so we just not yep. looking, look, not going to be putting anyone on. Mm. So like, oh well, you know, let's give, let's give this a go. We invested a tiny bit of money in some training and doing um, registrations and setting up vehicle and like, we'll see how it goes. We'll trust, we'll trust that this is the direction God's moving us, and you know, we're trusting Him today, mm. and we're, you know. Yep. Mm. We've just got to remember that God's our provider, I'm not our provider. And it's yeah. a hard thing to sometimes, you can fall into the trap of, you know, I, pro I provide for the mm -hmm. family being, you know, the man of the house. And it's that it's not how it is at all. Like, mm -hmm. God yeah. provides for us, you yeah. know, everything yeah. we have. Yeah, and I, you are such a hard work worker and you're so diligent. But the success of Dylan starting his own business is nothing that Dylan could have conjured up like mm. as amazing as I think he is like <laughs> it's just like I, you know talking to people on the phone I'm like it's like Dylan's amazing but this is God yeah um, it's just the grace of God yeah because people have been so kind and so like mm. people out of the woodwork have come or like I've been a bit stressed and gone okay God we really need like a job this week when we're first starting and I was getting so stressed because Dylan was spending time on this annoying thing and I'm like oh, like literally I just need to get out of the house because I'm stressed and I want to walk the dogs like come on like hurry up and then because we were later when we went out to the car one of the neighbors was walking past and was like oh I heard you're starting up your own business I need you to come do a job and I was like all right god like <laughs> I feel bad for being stressed yeah. about running late um 
but just things like that, like you'd say a prayer and God would answer it. And just yeah. he was being so faithful. One of the things I love about you guys is how faithful you are in your walk with God and how you are so open with each other. It's so obvious, you know, I'm in a small group with you guys, so we share a lot of our lives together. But um, yeah, I've been super encouraged by the way you are so open with each other, how you pray together, how you um, seek God together um, in big decisions and little decisions. And, um, and I really want to thank you for sharing your story um, this morning and just encouraging us um, as a church that life's not always um, great, but there's God is in every season of our life and, and God really has plans and um, he wants to, to move us forward um, in our walk with him and our walk with each other. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I really want to thank you for, for sharing your story and for encouraging us um, with it this morning. It's been really helpful and I think people are going to be really encouraged by, by what you've shared. So thanks for joining us this morning. Um, it's been so great to have you with us. And um, if you're new, if you've been at church for a long time, um, no doubt you have a story and, and God's been at work in your life. And, um, and if you do have a story and you have something you want to share, um, feel free to, to get in touch with me or with one of the pastors. And, and we want to continue these stories of hopes, uh, stories of hope uh, in different ways going forward. And, and um, I know there's so many people with different stories, so we'd love to hear them. And, somehow um, share them with the, the rest of the church because they're so encouraging. Um, just as we finish, uh, let me pray um, and then we'll um, join our Zoom after party. God, we thank you so much uh, for this morning. We thank you so much for your grace. We especially thank you this morning for, for Dylan and for Renee, for how you've drawn them close together and how you've kept them close to you. God, we thank you for their story and for the way that you've continued to lead them um, in unusual ways and in ways that didn't make sense at the time. And God, we know that we can trust you even when the season looks dark and even when the, the road ahead looks uncertain. And God, um, we thank you for, for your grace upon our life. We thank you for your grace upon our church. We ask that you would continue to lead us, even as we as a church head into uncertain times and an uncertain future. God, that you would continue to be the head of this, this body. And um, God, we thank you for, for all you're doing in our town, all you're doing in our church, all you're doing in our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us. Why don't you jump in on the Zoom after party?